Live, Australia's number one pop culture podcast and web series. I'm your host, Todd Bailey. Join me on the podcast tonight. Wake up, some pots and pans. Hey, buddy. What is this that we're doing? Oh, it's been a, few, a little while since we've done a podcast. A few weeks. Geek Speak episode 101. Oh, is this it? People have been waiting for this. Have they? A long time. We need to take a break after doing 100 podcasts. And, um, yeah, I, Russ from our crew hit me up the other day and he went, hey, dude. I got nothing to listen to in my car when I'm driving to and from work. Really? Where's 101? Why didn't, why didn't he just play the best of? Well, uh, I've been getting messages from people saying that they've gone off and are listening to other podcasts while we're on hiatus. Yeah. And I actually got a message saying... Are they saying that the, the, the other podcasts are better? Or? No. To <laughs> oh, be really? honest, they said it's such a refreshing change to realise that you guys have that banter back and forth yeah. and can laugh and carry on with each other. And it sort of makes other podcasts feel very bland by comparison. Oh, cool. I'll tell you what. I um I got noticed in New Zealand. I went over to New Zealand. I went over to see Armageddon, yeah. uh, the pop culture expo yeah. over there yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in beautiful Auckland. And a couple of people went, oh, Geekspeak, we've seen you guys in, in, in New Zealand. Because remember, we did air in New we Zealand. Did, we did have the TV series in New Zealand. That's yeah, awesome, man. So um, they, they didn't forget us. They'd seen us. And, um, Hell yeah. yeah. So that was pretty cool. We, did, we got recognised in oh, New Zealand. That, that's lovely. I tell you what, mate, really impressed with Armageddon. Yeah. Uh, first one I've gone uh, across the ditch to mm-hmm. to visit. They were so accommodating. And, and, and their organisation. Amazing. See, organisational skills. Just it puts it. a lot of Australian um, pop culture expos and comic conventions on notice. Yeah. You were telling me that when you go to interview the big stars, that's actually on a separate day completely, so it doesn't yeah. interfere. Sadly, I didn't get to do that because we didn't land until the morning, like the Saturday morning yep. from Australia. So, And they had it on the Thursday Yep, was when they had their... Um, like the press reviews. meeting, yeah. The, pre- the press. And I thought, you know what, that's a really good idea. That way you're kind of yeah. separating. So that way the, the fans rock up and the celebrities are there for the fans. Not that's for right. press conferences or anything don't like get that. Pulled, don't get pulled out of line. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome, really good, man. but I'll tell you what, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Took the lovely lass over with me and uh, your sisters, actually. Yep. They come across as crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hit up beautiful Auckland. I tell you what, Auckland turned on the weather. It was gorgeous, sunny. Yeah. yeah. A little slight chill breeze. It was nice. on well, New, New Zealand after all. Um, and I'll tell you what, mate, thoroughly enjoyed it. The people so friendly. God, the Kiwis are friendly. So all of the Kiwi listeners of Geek Speak, hello. Hello. It was great. I was in your country and I loved it. I'll we, be back. We, we salute you. Well, we, what, we, we always used to joke about on the radio when we had the radio program about the worst thing about going to New Zealand is having to deal with New Zealanders. That's that's what we joked about until we actually went to New Zealand. And then you come back and you go, oh my God, I'd sooner move over there and live. Rather rather than have to put up with some of the uh, fools that live in this country. Oh, there's a lot of fools in this country. Let me put it straight for yeah. you. Tell you what though, I, cause we, well, I didn't go over just for Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first day I landed, we did that. Yep. We weren't in Auckland too long, which I regret because I'd love to have checked out more of Auckland. Yes. Yep. Uh, didn't get to go comic shopping in Auckland or anything like that. Did buy um, some cool t-shirts uh, in, in Auckland. I went to Very Auckland cool. and all I got was this stupid t-shirt. Not like that. Yeah. But uh, no, I actually really got a really cool, um, uh, like a parody, Batman parody t-shirt over there. I'll have mm. to take a photo and put it up on the, the Geek Speak page and give the company a shout out because they do send to Australia. So that's pretty cool. Oh, hello. Um, anyway, then we hit the road to Hamilton, right? Yep. Because me and the lovely lass, we had a car. So, and so how much there. of a drive is from Auckland to Hamilton? Oh, hour or two. Yeah. But we stopped along the way. We went. We were doing this whole... Too busy hol- gas bagging and No, we were doing on. that whole holiday thing of where, you know, you actually go on holiday, holiday and you go... Holiday um, Yeah, because... <laughs> It was a bit like Beverly D'Angelo and, and Chevy Chase. 
Um, honestly, though, it was... Although pretty, she was driving. She was driving, yeah, yeah. switched it around. Um, we drove down to Hamilton, mate, and I'll tell you, it was beautiful. We were doing the whole holiday Which one thing. are you, Chevy Chase or Beverly D'Angelo? <laughs> I've got nice boobs on me. <laughs> uh, I really have. My lovely lass will be just you shaking look, her head at that. You looked great in, in, in Lightning Jack, man. <laughs> I thought you looked really pretty in that movie. Uh, shut up. Anyway, yeah, we did the whole holiday thing where you stop and actually look at cool little things on oh, the Oh, really? You, you don't just bypass everything? No, but we actually jumped in the car and yeah. we're driving along and you just see signs and we saw the sign, New Zealand's sweetest attraction, Candyland, right? Oh, So why? this is like fucking National Lampoon's vacation, Ginge, because I'm going, we've got to go to Candyland. We're going to Candyland, all right. It, Candyland was the most disappointing fucking thing I have ever seen. It was something that was stuck oh, in no. like 1989. It was actually a candy manufacturing uh, plant where they also have a bit of a shop front and it's themed. So on the wall outside are gigantic painted like Jaffas and, and, and yeah. licorice, all sorts. And, yeah. But it's a bit faded because they haven't been painted since oh. probably the 90s. Oh, hello. Um, and the shelves inside were a little bit bare in patches and everything else. But you know what? We, we took a photo and we ticked it off our bucket list and we've been to Candyland. Wow. And I tell you what, I'll have nightmares all did, the time did, now. Did they have like a little shop? Like They did have the shop, like, yeah. Like, you you know? could buy fudge and all that kind of stuff in there. Yeah. Actually, uh, but you know what? Um, now, it sounds like I'm taking the piss, right? It was actually quite busy there at Candyland. <laughs> right? No, that either says something about New Zealand pastimes, right? Or? <laughs> and the lack thereof of interesting things to do in said yeah. pastimes in New Zealand. Or it's actually a pretty cool thing, and as, as an Aussie, I just didn't get it. Okay. okay, I don't know. You make up your own mind. Go and visit Candyland. By comparison to say Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, wh- wh- which Willy one? Wonka is a ten. This mm? thing's probably a negative five. Oh, <laughs> okay. Al- although, did you taste the chocolate? No, no, no. Well, see, there's your problem. Because you know what we end up doing then? Maybe, maybe, maybe it was a, a front for like. Uh, speed or, or some sort it of drug. It could be. It could be. The chocolate could be that good. <laughs> we um we then headed to Maramara. Okay. God bless you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> which is where Hobbiton is. Oh, okay. We yeah, did yeah. the Hobbiton set tour, and I yep. tell you what. Oh my god. Yeah. Loved it. Fell in love with it. It is just amazing. Yeah. My lovely lass couldn't work ahead out about forced perspective, though. Yep, yep, yep. So yep. they're trying to explain, because some of the Hobbit holes are like 60% um, to scale, yep. 70, 80, 90, and there's only one that is actually 100% to scale, and that's, mm-hmm. of course, Bilbo Baggins, yep. uh, his Hobbit hole. Now, the reason for that is because they had to build it li- like life-size enough mm. so that they could put it... F- and it's the only one that actually goes back a couple of metres inside. The rest, there's literally a metre behind the door. And that's, that's it. That's just for set dressing, so they can put stuff in the windows. Yep. That's it, because okay. no, they don't go in them. Yes. Apart from the big one... Yep. Because they had to make it big enough so when you open the door, when they open the door, mm. they could put a film crew in there looking out over the Dell. Okay, yes. so that when Gandalf rocks up on official party business, yeah. right, they could have a film crew looking at him from that direction. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's just concrete. Like, yeah. And it's like Ian, isn't it Ian Holm that plays Bilbo in the original series? I have no idea. You're, you're a bigger Lord of the Rings fan than me. Uh, obviously, when he opens up the door, it needs to fit him inside it. So, yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you what, beautiful, so cool. Um, it's actually, there's a whole another section, right, which was built just for The Hobbit. Okay. But it's in the film they were telling us, because Peter Jackson rocked up there to film The Hobbit after, you know, this is like only a couple years ago, yeah. after the whole Lord of the Rings thing. Because they had to rebuild it. Because the original sets that were built there for, for Hobbiton, right? Yeah. The farm, the deal with the farmer was when it, it, it's finished filming, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. pull it all out and you put the, fu- the the ground back to the way it was. Put it back, exactly, yeah. yeah. And it was built, the original, the Hobbit holes and everything else were yeah. built just out of a bit of timber, a bit of plastic and all that kind of stuff. Right? They weren't yeah. built to last. Yes, yes. 
Um, they pull most of it out after filming, bar five that they couldn't get back into because of bad weather. Yep. In the meantime, the farmers had all these people knock up on, you know, rock up, knock on his door. Can we do a tour of where Lord of the Rings was shot? Yeah. And he thought, ah, oh, shit, should have kept them there. Lo and Peter, behold, Peter apparently Jackson, Peter, Lord of the Rings actually made a bit of money. <laughs> it, it, it took and off. It was famous, yeah. <laughs> apparently tourists like that shit. Yeah. Right? Anyway, um, so then Peter Jackson comes back, you know, is all right, brew if I fucking film here again. <laughs> um, and the farmer goes, yep. But on one condition. One condition. You build them to last and they've got to stay there. So they do, do tours in there now, right? And, um, and, and Peter's going, oh, shit, you've got me over a barrel now. No, they were happy to do it. Yeah. But get this, there's a reason. The farmer doesn't get all the money. The takings from the tours, and I'm telling you what, this would be an absolute goldmine because they run tour buses out. You can't go in there by yourself. You've got to go on a tour uh-huh. bus in yeah. from like a little, just at the edge of the farm. Yep. And yep. they drive you up into there. Yeah. And it, so you can't just go in off your own. Yep. But, and you've got to go with a tour guide. Okay. And what you do, like the money they charge is pretty cool. You know, like it's 75 bucks per adult, yeah. but it's worth it. Um, and then they take you right around it and everything else. But the split is three-way. The farmer gets a split. Mm-hmm. New Line Warner Brothers get a split mm-hmm. and Peter Jackson gets a split. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he would have been quite happy to build it. But anyway, there's a whole section there which was built just for The Hobbit because Peter Jackson went, you know what? When I, when I pan across there or just in the background, I want it to look like there's more Hobbit holes. So they built a whole other section beside him, I, I, yeah. which is seen... In the film for all of two seconds. That is it. I, I, mm-hmm, right? He yep. spent all this money building that for about two seconds worth of film. Although he could... He, yeah... I, mm, that's a lot of money for, for two seconds. Well, you film. think that's a lot of money? You should hear about the tree on top of, of, of Bill Bay Baggins' Hobbit Hole. The, yeah. the original, in, in Lord of the Rings, yep. they cut a tree down off a neighbouring property, mm-hmm. cut it up, numbered it, brought it in. Of course, they've cut it down, so the leaves all fell off. Glued it, glued it all Glued together. the leaves on. Um, now, Weta Workshop did all that. Yeah. And they got them from like, somewhere like Taiwan, all these, like 300,000 leaves, right? Why did each leaf on individually to that tree? Huh. Peter Jackson comes in, takes one look at it, does a, a colour test and goes, yeah, it's not the right shade. Pull them all off and put another shade that of green on. That not going to look that crash out against blues, Pr- the blue sky. So he, they did. They had to pull them all off and do them again. <sighs> and, you know, finished filming Lord of the Rings. Uh, took it out. <laughs> comes along and goes, right, we're doing The Hobbit now. This is so many years later. And he goes, oh, crap, we need another tree. But it can't, we can't just cut down another one. It's got to be the exact same tree. It's got to be the same sort of shape. But, but, but it's got to look 60, 60 yeah. years younger. Yep. So they built one out of concrete and, like, um, fiberglass and steel, right? Yeah. And it's still there today. Now, that tree cost over $700,000 to build that tree, right? And birds won't even sit on it because they know it's not a real tree. (laughs) It doesn't blow in the wind. It sits there and vibrates. Okay, so you look at it and it's the one tree around there. There's no wildlife and there's no birds or anything else. Yeah. I, um, but it was cool. So after the end of it, you go to the Green Dragon Inn. Yeah. They shout you a drink. It was great. It, it wasn't uh, Butterbeer, was it? No, no, no. It's Harry Potter. Yeah, twist. I know. But it's beautiful. And then, yeah, you finish the tour off and everything else. So I look, thoroughly loved it. Yeah. All right. Long story short, got into Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where I discovered an awesome comic book store. Probably the pick. Actually, not not, not probably. It was the pick yeah. of comic book stores. And I want to give a shout out to the friendly staff and owner there at Mark One Comics in you know, Hamilton, mate, New Zealand. They oh, were that's so accommodating. Yeah. They looked after me and we had a good chat. Mark One. Mark One Comics, it's called. It's there in um, in, in Hamilton, New Zealand. Make cool. sure you go along and check it out. The best comic book store in New Zealand. Shit, I tell yeah, you what, man. they're so friendly, so nice. And it was very good because the footy had been on the night before and Australia <laughs> got toweled up by New Zealand and they were kind enough not to talk about the football scores, Dinch. So, um, but anyway, we, we then went off, uh, did a few other places. I, ca- I, had, a, I had an accident, Dinch. 
I, I come did, off. Did your pants <laughs> last? My entire? pants, my pants held up. Yeah, but my hand and everything else. Did, I, I did the luge. Oh, oh you were doing a bit of Cool Runnings. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> but the people in Cool Runnings had more team. They had more skill than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> my final run down the hill. We'd done uh, two runs already. So yep. Third and final run. Mm. We did the advanced track, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah! I'm just going to let it go because these. It's a little bit of plastic under your bum and four wheels. That's it. With a handle pulled back on and, for your brakes. And, and you were saying it's not like a luge pipe. It's it's, it's concrete. It's concrete and bitumen. It's yeah. a track. So 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 it's like a racetrack, oh, but yeah. it's down a mountain. Okay, okay. So you're flying down there, and there's little jumps, like you get airborne in parts of it. And I am screaming, like as in screaming happy, like oh my fucking god, yeah! <laughs> right? I can see my house from here, uh, which is amazing because I live in Australia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I come into the final turn, Ginch, a little bit too cocky, a little bit full of speed. I'm going to take him on the outside. I pulled on the brakes a little bit too late. It kicked me up and flung me into the ground. Oh shit! <laughs> Sideways. <laughs> Cut me up, ripped my, uh, like, a, nearly ripped a fingernail right off. Um, I, th- I was a bloody, uh, <laughs> sobbing mess. I'm, I'm picturing the scene in, uh, tele- was it? Talligator Nights. That, uh, where he's flying through the air upside down. <laughs> We're actually airborne here, boys. It's kind of like that. And then I got up and screened around going, don't let my friend burn from the invisible fire. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Running around with your jocks. <laughs> I wanted to do the Did they make you wear a helmet? Yeah, yeah. Thank God I had a helmet because I would have been messed up. And my sonny's dug a trench in the soil. How big right? are your sonny's? They're not that big. So oh, they... John's got nothing on your sonny's. No, I tell you what, I couldn't even get my ring off my hand because <laughs> it was that <laughs> it was that packed full of dirt from where my hand hit the ground and everything. Oh, it, it messed me up. Talk to any race car driver, you should take your ring off. You should always jump in the vehicle. Don't race with a ring. You no. know what I mean? No. That's what they it, say. It, 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 it never ends well. <laughs> anyway, my lovely lady, I was like, you know what? They've cleaned me up enough. Yep. I want to go again. She's oh, like, oh ba- ba- bandage <laughs> me up, woman. She's like, you're not going again because we've got to go and get you some medical attention. So mm-hmm. I had to go and get um, go to a pharmacy and patch myself up. So, yeah. 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 But I have some cool battle scars. You do. It. There you go. Should have sh- just got there with the cigar and just, pssst. there we go. I'm all good. I'm all good. Let me go again. Get um, to the jobber. So we did all that, anyway, a few other places, did all that, headed down to Wellington, right? Yep. Now, it's they call it Windy Wellington, and it fucking lives up to its name, Jins. <laughs> right, I saw another comic shop down there, but yep. it was good, but it wasn't great. It's yep. called Graphic. Uh, check it out. It's about the only comic shop in Wellington. Okay. For a city that size, I was surprised that there's not more comic shops. Yeah. Um, very surprised, actually. Um, but anyway, that's where Weta Workshop is. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We, you and I have talked about it for ages. I said, we're going to Weta. The only reason you guys pretty much went to Wellington was to check out Weta. Check out, check out Weta. Now, Weta, when you go over there, which is Miramar, right? It's like a suburb of Wellington. Okay. Out near the airport. All right. Drove in there on our first day. We didn't even check into the hotel first. Went straight over to, you know, let's go to Miramar. Let's go to Weta. Yep. Uh, do you know what a Weta is, by the way? It, it, it's like a big cockroachy kind of bug, like a, like, a, like a grasshopper, gigantic grasshopper yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah. and I they're only available. They're they're only in, <laughs> they're only available in shops in, in New Zealand. New Zealand. Um, they're actually yeah. Like yeah they, they, I saw some real ones. World. I yeah. saw some baby oh, ones, little ones in a cave that I went into. Wow, they're fucking. You wouldn't want them to land on you in the dark. You'd scra- well, I know I'd scream. Yeah, you're a bit more brave than me. I don't know. It is it is dark. So <laughs> hey, if you can't see, then it can't hurt you, right? <laughs> Bullshit. Um, <laughs> anyway. Went into Weta. Now, uh, where it's located, it's on an industrial street, right? So it's just a big old kind of shed and yep. all that. Yeah. And it borders industrial and residential. And you're trying, it's a pain in the ass to try and find a park. Okay. But anyway, went in there. The shop part of it is amazing, mate. Yeah. Totally amazing. Yeah. Pay your money, and we were on the next tour. 
And I was like, all G'd up. This is going to be so fucking cool. We're going to be able to see people getting live casts done. No. No? We're going to be able to see someone sculpting a new character from a movie. Nope. Um, They're making Thunderbirds at the moment, so you'll be able to see some of the vehicles. Pay your dollars. Go around the corner. No. Into a door, into a shed where they flat out tell you, you are not allowed to film anything. No photos, nothing in here, right? And you're like, oh, well, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah. So they walked you through, and it was really a little bit disappointing, underwhelming. They showed us, oh, here's the, this is how we made the gun. Here's a little tutorial on how we made the gun from District 9. Yep. Um, and you're like, okay, cool. I've actually seen that elsewhere. But anyway, take you through. There's props all up in the raft, like above yeah, you, but yep. you can't get a good, good look at them. And you can't, of course, you can't take photos. You can't all, zoom all in the, with your camera to have a good look no, at them. No, and all the weapons and everything else from Lord of the Rings there and all that. And then they walk you around. Here's the Warthog that they built for Halo that they didn't Yeah, know, they didn't end up, end yep. up doing. Um, we weren't really allowed to touch that or anything. And they got a window into where, like the armor, where they yep. make the, the swords and everything else. Mm-hmm. No one's in there, so you didn't see anything. Yeah. Um, and then bring you around. Here's, here's some chain mail. Have a play with that. This is the real stuff. This is the fake stuff. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Here's someone sculpting. We can only show you part of the sculpt because it's actually a private commission. Um, any questions? Okay, come back out around this way. It's over. And you're just kind of like, I paid money for this. How, mu- how much did you pay for it? Uh, about 25, 30 bucks, something yeah. like that per person. Yeah. So, which, you know, isn't an awful lot, I guess, but it's just, I kind of, I was expecting more. Yeah. I really wanted to see more. You wanted to steal some clay or something. I, I know. I just kind of, like, I'm like, you know, wet a workshop would be worth millions and billions of dollars right now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, well, not billions, millions. Yeah. Right? Why not build a new facility out somewhere where, A, we've got decent parking. Yep. B, where you can actually put a heap of stuff on display and have, like, a mini museum. Like, you, you, I, I bet you you were hoping that it used to be, like, the old uh, studio tour of Movie World. I kind of did. Where you walk into it and they, sh- they sort, of, sort of have the blue screen or green screen nope. set up and you could, you could stand nothing in front like of that. a building and they would uh, pretend you're on a ledge. Yeah, nothing like that. But that, that, that's something that you'd probably want, a little I'd bit like, of interactive like, well, sort I'd of... Well, I'd like that. Yeah. That would be cool. It'd be yeah. It'd be cool if they. Well, I mean, it, t- it takes nothing to paint a wall blue or green, and then they could just superimpose you on on the bloody the big moth that old Gandalf rides around on. Yeah, they can make it look like a Hobbit or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Have uh, an image of, of uh, Gandalf there, and they yeah. superimpose you in there with a thing of hairy Super, feet. Superimpose your head over Ian Holm. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, Wellington quite beautiful, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. there, there's another reason why it was quite beautiful, Ginge. Why? Because it was raining and green. No, and it was no, co- it, was, it was cold. I, so it was good. I took my no. It was actually quite warm in Wellington, which oh, surprised it? me because it's it's the tail end. Like it's towards the southern, but like it's it's southern. It's it's below. I thought it'd be colder. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh. Um, no, because I did a little something special over there, Gingy. Um, you flushed the toilet and it went counterclockwise. No, oh. no, I. Proposed to my lovely lass and she said yes. You over fucking the- what? Yes, I'm engaged, oh. Ginge. Show me the ring. Oh, my God. Show me the ring. <laughs> Did you I, not get one? I didn't get one. How come you didn't get one? Did you buy one for the lady? Well, how, well that, that's, that's, that's sexist. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, well, women these days, um, they, know, they want you know equal, whole- equal pay for equal work. <laughs> you know it's the whole surprise factor of engagement, right? And my lovely ass had no idea because I'd tell it your lovely sister smuggled the ring. You'd been, you were like Gollum, Ginge. Yeah, I I went and got the ring weeks ago, and and I said, I you've got to look after the ring for yep. me. Yep. So you hid it. Yep. Right. Then you had to smuggle it to the girls. Yep. They had to smuggle it across, and I had to get it off them at the tail end of the trip. Yep. So that I could propose. And I tell you what, she had no idea. It was it was beautiful there. But and and you were tell, you you were telling me that when you actually asked that she thought you were joking and was laughing. 
She, she, what did, what did she, that she didn't laugh. She she was kind of like you know she's like oh here we go he's just he's, he's mucking around because yeah. I'd actually flat out said to her it's not going to happen woman I, no I said I didn't say that I had said oh you know I will propose to you one day but it won't be till next year yep right yep. I, all the whole time I had this planned I'd spoken to her parents and everything else I did the I'm a little oh bit old God. fashioned you and I <gasps> you showed me your your patented uh, ginger ninja. Proposal move, yeah, the proposal move, that which which is you know this, it's almost like a dance maneuver sort of. It thing. is, it is, and and you know like we haven't t- spoken about it too, too much, ladies. I tell you what, the ginger ninja, he's a sexy devil, and yeah. he's a bit of an old softy romantic. This yeah. this fella here, don't don't tell a lot of people that though. Huh? Just, just keep that no, between keep us. The, keep that between us. Yeah, don't. But don't. anyway. <laughs> I used your move. You practiced with me and showed me the move, which was motherfucking awkward. It was awkward because, <laughs> and the, and the, and I was showing you the move, and then we kind of went, "All right, now let's let, let's let's." Do you know uh, what the interesting part was? You go right. I'll be you, you be Denny. I'm like, shouldn't this kind of be me being me and you be Denny? And, and then like, we're like, all right, you're all right. Like, hey. Okay, it's going to be a stretch, but you play you and I'll play your missus. All right, we're going to role play here now, right? Uh, that's the last time I hope I ever hear the words role play come out of your mouth. <laughs> um, anyway, it went beautiful. But at first, she, I think she had a bit of a smile on her face because she thought, no. oh, hello, he's gone down on one knee. And then I pulled out the ring and she knew I was dead serious. And yeah, it was beautiful. It was an absolute magical moment. And there you go. We've got a geek wedding coming up sometime in the in the near future. Oh. Ta-da. Oh. Oh. You know what? Loved New Zealand. We'll yep. be going back. You and I are going to have to go. I'm going to take you over with me next year. We'll see if the lovely folks from Armageddon will have us back. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. I loved it. Did I tell you? About the whole food, like outdoor food festival. Like, no. Like a sideshow alley. You know how like you go to conventions, especially here in yep. Australia? Yep. And, and you've got food. Domino's, and then you've got maybe... Or some sh- real shitty hot dogs and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And you kind of see that, don't eat con food because it's bad for you. Yeah. Over there, a little bit different. They had outside set up, like a sideshow alley. They had oh, wow. a zip line and a, a slippery, no way. slippery... So for the little you know, parents that oh, have little yeah. kids, they get a bit bored on the con floor. So you take them outside, give them a little bit of an adventure. Yeah. They had all these different street food vendors. So there were different oh. hot dog makers, donut makers, um, uh, like Mexican. There was a Mex- Mexican oh. street food van. All this stuff set up so- uh, oh. up outside. It was just heaven, dude. I had like a venison hot dog, oh the lovely God. girls. Or the whole, or, or, you know, I took a crew of women with me. And I tell you what, I've never seen them demolish um, <laughs> donuts like they did. Right? Um, they'll probably, they'll, I'll get crucified for saying that. But thank you to the Geek Speak girls. Now, that's uh, yeah. Candice, Tennille, and Denny. Yeah. Um, they took, uh, they, I took them over there with me, and they were just amazing awesome. over there covering Armageddon. Cool. So thank you so much, ladies. But yeah, it was just, you've, you've got to go and check it out for yourself. It was so cool. It just the sounds they like they, they know what they're doing. They, they do. And like the, they their whole video game area, yeah. they had, it was like you, what you see in America at the big conventions. Oh, they no had way. themed areas for each video oh, game or yeah. company. Yeah. Um, there was Assassin's Creed, the new Assassin's Creed thing. There was a life-size statue you could pose beside. Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah, and your sister went nuts for that because apparently they're, they're big Assassin's Creed fans. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was cool to see. Um, you, you could dress up, like put stuff on, and pose as a um, DC Infinity character. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was really, really good. And the the New Zealand people so friendly and accommodating yeah. over there. So it was great to chat to some New Zealand creators and uh, and all that kind of stuff as well. But yeah, mate, you got to come with me. It's fantastic. Moving along, that's my New Zealand Odyssey. We're back now. We're, we're back podcasting. We are indeed. What news have you got? What do you want to chat about? Well, I was just going to say, I remember Ian Holm, you know, because he played Bilbo Baggins, but remember From Hell, where he played, essentially, Jack the Ripper? He did, yeah. And uh, I always remember that, that that shot in it where he kind of, he screams and goes to grab someone and his face contorts. Yeah. And it, yeah. You know what? That movie copped a lot of shit, right? 
I, and I don't I've understand re- why. I've read the book. Yeah, it wasn't really a lot like the book. But you know what? Mm. It was a good movie. I really did enjoy that. But it was a great movie. And if you have a chance to yeah. read the graphic novel, Eddie Campbell's artwork in that, beautiful. Made of ours from Brisbane. Yeah. While we were on hiatus, we went and saw a little independent film <laughs> from yeah. a mate of ours. We were so G'd up about going and seeing Kevin Smith's Tusk yes. film. Now, it was a limited uh, release here in Australia. It was. Did. Really, it was only one or two places per state, even yeah, that's here right. in Australia. Very limited release. So we had to go all the way to Brisbane. You can check out the video of our review <laughs> online. So well, not essentially a review. It's just a bit of a bit of fun. Yeah, we had the GoPro with us, popped it in the car and just played around a little bit. And why do you always explode? I, I, I guess I just can't quite comprehend what's going on around me uh, most I, times. I love doing things like that with you, but um, honestly, I was disappointed with it. Tusk. Now, now let me say that I enjoyed the movie, and I Did also I enjoyed the build-up to the movie. I think I probably enjoyed the build-up and the first half of the movie more than the movie on its own from start to finish. Yep, yep. Because like, look, we got to hang out. It was uh, it was a few, of, you know, a couple of the Geekspeak crew yeah, went along, yeah. And, and I enjoy that. I love it when we get to hang out as a crew and and, and do something cool. Yep. So I was, I was really g'd up. I was enjoying it. Um, and then there's essentially like we're not going to spoil it for you. Go go along, watch it, get a copy, whatever you got to do to get it. Um, watch it yourself. Some, someone comes into it. Got a guy. Point. Guy Laponte. Okay, which is uh, Johnny Depp. Now he come in. He was so over the top. Yeah. Um, Bad prosthetics, I thought, on him. and his, just, his wig kind of looked like a wig. And that's when the movie lost me. And it, it becomes so fucking ridiculous. I'm like, I knew it wasn't going to be anything serious. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was kind of B-grade schlock horror. Yeah. I like that. But this really went beyond that. To, it just went fucking stupid to, for me. To, to be honest, it looked like... Uh, until Johnny Depp rocked up in the movie, we yep. were watching Silence of the Lambs, right? Yeah. When Johnny Depp rocked up... The rest of the movie was National Lampoon's Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It kind of... It just... It took a complete right turn yep. off the map, off the reservation, and then went into a a tone that was comedic. You know? You know what? At the end, I was the only one in the cinema. I couldn't stop myself. I just... You know that kind of just... What the fuck did I just see laugh? Or what the fuck am I watching laugh that you get sometimes? You just kind of go, oh my fucking, this is Where, so horrible, it's, it's, you al- laugh. it's almost like an un- you're uncomfortable yeah. with the situation, and the only thing you can do is laugh. And that's what happened, and I was the only one. And Brendan, who'd already seen it, Brendan's sitting there looking at me, you're on one side of me, and you're going, oh fuck, oh fuck. And I've just lost my shit and started laughing, because it just lost me so badly. It just... It, it, it alienated you from the film. Oh, it did that. Like, the last probably, what, half hour of yeah. it, really? Yep, yep. You know, so the highlight of the whole trip to Brisbane and everything else, A, hanging out with you. <laughs> B, have, like, it was actually... Hanging out with Black Thunder. It was actually catching up with the crew and having fucking Mexican afterwards yeah. before heading back home. That yep. was that was the kind of the highlight. The yeah. movie for me was just meh. Hey, I... Um and and we all, I mean, we've all heard the podcast, so we all know what what happens in the movie. But they have that final face off, yeah. In and they're both wearing walrus costumes, right? Yeah. And it, uh, I just I, want to start laughing again, just yeah, calling it. Like like for me, it felt like we were in the fight way what? too soon. Oh, okay. You know, okay, yeah. Like, yep. 
to be honest, I, I thought you were putting yourself in. I thought, you've, I thought you were getting all like, I felt I was in a walrus suit having a no, fight. No, no, no. Right? I was going to go, what drugs are you on? I, w- I was expecting the whole sort of the build-up and anticipation to the fight where, you know, like y- y- the camera would be panning around Wallace and then all of a sudden you see this this uh, door open in the back and then light shines through and then you see this silhouette of someone walking towards the camera. Yeah. But that didn't happen. It was co- it was kind of like, there's a fight. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. What the hell? It kind of just... Look, you know, I love Kevin Smith yeah. stuff. I do. I, yeah, I do. And, I, and I, Red State was amazing. I yes. thought I loved Red State yes. and everything else. yes. I was very. And I can't wait to see yoga hoses and 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 after you know that. What? But now that that everyone tells me that yeah, Guy Lapointe, aka Johnny Depp's going to be back in it, I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm like a little bit apprehensive now. I'm kind of like, hmm, a little bit. But let, let's look at the positives because of Tusk. Yeah, we are now going to see Clerks Three. Yeah, which is really the guiding light out of all of this that I really can't wait to see. Yeah, so. Bring on Clerks 3, I well, say. I guess, yep, yep. That's cool. But anyway, you know what I am G'd up about? What's that? Guess what dropped on the internet the other week? Um, no, the, the photos of me aren't available on the internet just yet. Oh, sorry. No, did, actually, did you release then, you son of a bitch? you know what I was talking about, though? Avengers 2, Age of Ultron trailer. How fucking sweet was that? And then they've also brought out another one with extended, extended yeah. scenes in it. Now, apparently... Um, oh, no, I'll come back to that in a sec, but uh, I must admit, I thought it was cool seeing Iron Man in the Hulkbuster armour. Yes. That looked wicked. James Spader as oh, the voice. The voice of Ultron. Yeah. And the way you know he's in like a busted um, yep. Iron Man costume, because yep. so like he, he's uh, artificial intelligence. Yep. And the way he's kind of stumbling through all beaten up. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Oh, he's just so... So cool, yeah. but um, so that that's a big highlight for me to be to be watching is that movie. That's yeah. going to be amazing. Yep. What I was going to say is, mm. so that trailer dropped. Everyone said, "Oh, it's, it's leaked early." Then Marvel came out, and or Disney came out, whoever you want to see Marvel Studios, and went, "Yeah, no, here it is. That's it. Like we, did, it's not it, really leaked. It's it's here. It's there. You go." Yeah, it's like it's like someone filmed the 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 movie the the preview trailer of it, and then Marvel went, "Ah, oh, fuck, we were going to hold it off until the season premiere of Shield." And then we and then they went. Oh fuck it! Here it here is. Here it is. Here, here's the proper version, which didn't happen with Star Wars: Force Awakens, which is the name of the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. There were places around the net reporting the other day, putting links up to a video on YouTube, uh, saying, "Quick, watch it before it goes down." And guess bitch. what? You son of a bitch! There were four different places who reported it. They had different links that I I clicked on. Yeah. Every single one of them, as soon as you click on it, this video has been taken down well, uh, due to copyright infringement. The, the, the one that I saw, yeah, kind of pissed me off because it starts up and I'm like, oh, hello. Because yeah. it says, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. All of a sudden, the music starts up yeah. and the Star Wars logo comes up. Yeah. It's not the Star Wars logo. What was it? It says, fuck you. And then it's got the crawl and it says, I can't believe you fucking fell for it. Da, 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 da. Oh, Get out of your fucking basement and do this. And really? Live a life instead of w- waiting for trailers. So you were come. sitting there in your basement getting really cranky eating your cheeses <coughs> about that yeah, moment, weren't you? Son of a bitch. <laughs> it wasn't, it's not a basement, it's a command center. What are you. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, get out of my command center! Um, what do you think of the name? Uh, the Force Awakens. Like, like someone said, you know, was it ever asleep? You know, I just. <laughs> it, it, to be honest, it sounds like a very soft sort of name. You know, like the the Revenge of the Sith. 
Revenge. You know, or Return of the Jedi. Strikes Back. Yeah. Even The Phantom Menace. I love that name, The Phantom Menace. And it it sounds like something gritty. It's kind of like The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Awakens. It uh, sounds like the beginning is going to be a can-can dancing across the screen. Fucking is Obi-Wan. A couple, couple of Ewoks. <laughs> cha-charing. L- linked arm in arm. Yeah. And Han Solo does a little solo S- tap. Storm, storm, yeah, he comes yeah. out and goes... <laughs> 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 the famous Harrison <laughs> Ford mumble. Chewie. And then Peter Mayhew, if he's back as Chewie, you'll hear him go... <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll yes. still be great. Yes. I really, I, yeah. I'm g'd up for that kind of stuff. And, and to be honest, you know, with JJ Abrams behind it, yeah, it, it, it's not going to be disappointing. No, no, mm-hmm. I loved it, both his Star Trek films. Yeah, man. So and and Super Eight, I enjoyed Super Eight. Super Eight was good, even though you and I apparently didn't see it together. <laughs> I still maintain you were sitting. I don't know who the fuck was sitting beside me in the cinema. Just some random red who, I, who I kept calling Jin. <laughs> <laughs> and eating his popcorn. So this is, whoever that poor bastard is probably still got like you know nightmares about me sitting beside him eating his popcorn. Yeah. I thought it was I full on thought you come and saw that at the cinema with yeah. me, Super Eight, and it wasn't you. No, it wasn't me. I don't know who the fuck that was. Talking Super Eight and kids making little films. Yes. Uh, we, we, I thought you were talking about making kids. I was going to slap you. No, you got to get married before you do that. You don't want the Catholic Church no. to be coming after you. No. I see the Catholic Church is now saying yes to um, thingies on your thingy. Rubbers on your John Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently the Pope's that's, up for that now. That's got nothing to do with geek stuff, but you just had to put that in there. Yeah. Um, talking about kids making uh, films, yep. we spoke about this ages and ages ago, about the, the kids that back in the 80s decided to make a shot-for-shot recreation of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yep. Those guys... Which would have been on old-fashioned live Oh, yeah, old, way, way back in the day. Mm. They're now 30-something now, right? Our age. And the movie has been been aired at, at, at film festivals and stuff like that. Hmm. And, you know, they even got to meet Steven Spielberg, who was a real, you know, really impressed with what they did as kids. And, and now he's like, you, you fuckers are how old now? 30-something? <laughs> you owe me money for doing that. You ripped off my film. And he said, uh, uh, the one thing, they, they had to go and get jobs delivering pizzas and stuff like that to raise enough money to be able to buy props and stuff like so that when, when they were kids. they were kids. They weren't kids. Well, teenagers. they started when they were 10 years old and they finished it when they were like 19, 20. Oh, right. okay, so the films are for like 10 years. Yeah. Geez, I'm amazed that they remain friends for that long and, you know. I, th- I think there was a period there where things got a bit rocky. Anyway, uh, the they, one- they remade Rocky as well. <laughs> they the one scene that they never managed to actually film yeah. was that scene where Indiana Jones comes into the Nazi uh, Air Force base, you know, with the the sort of Delta wing uh, playing with propellers, and then has a fight with a bald headed bloke, yep. and, and then everything explodes and carries on. That was the one scene they could never film because they could never they didn't have enough money to build the big plane and yeah. blow it up and stuff like that. Anyway, last year they were contacted and they actually sold the rights to their story. Oh, their really? story of making Indiana Jones. Yeah. And they're actually making a documentary about the making of the movie, but when the documentary is finished, they're actually going to make a full narrative film of three kids remaking Indiana Jones. Oh, really? So like, the actual movie of, <laughs> of making, making the movie. movie. And I, I can't I'm confused, wait. To, but I can't. I get can't wait from. to see that. Anyway, so this year when they got 
uh, when they started making the documentary, they thought, you know what? It may have been 20 years since we started making this, but you know what? Let's finish this this off. Let's yeah. go back and film the scene with the with the Delta Wing aircraft. They got onto Kickstarter and said, hey, we need to raise some money because we would love to finish the movie once and for all. Yeah. They wanted $50,000. What they get? They got $58,000. Oh, shit. Good so on they on. have actually built the set, blown the set up, filmed the scene, <laughs> and you will be able to actually watch the I full movie. I hope they filmed the scene before they actually... Because like, you just said they built the set, <laughs> then blew the set up. I'm like, well, that's a fucking waste of a set then, isn't it? <laughs> and then they filmed in the remnants of it. So they <laughs> And then everyone on Kickstarter went, so what do you want the money for? We just want to build it and blow it up like this. <laughs> Um, I tell you, what, does that mean that there's hope that you and I could do a Kickstarter yeah. and remake Mission Totally Possible that we, we could, filmed? We could. Uh, you and I, uh, what grade? Nineteen ninety four. Uh, we were young once upon a time ago. Yeah. Uh, do you reckon we could remake that? We could. We probably could. Yeah. Have you, have you got that footage? I do. Yet? I do. I, I do. Still you need. Have to, it. You need to chat. Like, show me that footage so yeah. I can see it today. Are you sure? Yeah. Is it okay. bad? I. I. I, I, th- I think I was chewing more scenery than Adam <laughs> West. Yeah. But. Yeah, I can't wait to, to check out Raiders. You, they've got a book out called Raiders, the, the making of... <laughs> you know what? Hmm? You know what? Right. I'd love to see it because I reckon I haven't changed too much. I still choose scenery when we do we do movie stuff. You, you, you've actually got the beard, not just the drawn Paint on beard. Painted on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People would cringe watching some of the stuff we made as kids. Oh, but that's the idea. We learn from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing? I hope kids today... Like, you know what? We were talking about that the other day. You and I... We, you know, we just put some new programs on our phone. We can shoot little movies on our phones. Yes. So easy. And edit yep. them, put music to them. Yep. And you and I were saying the other day, we would have killed to have that when we were in To school. have that ability, yeah. Right? So we're talking back in the late 90s. Because we had to have two VCRs, one play and one push record, and then go back and forth and stuff like that. To edit. Yep. Now, on a thing that's the size of smaller than a Game Boy back then, yep. we can film, edit, upload... You know, onto the, the internet. This smaller than the calculator I had back then. It is, yeah, the right? scientific calculator. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing. We can do so much on a phone today. These kids are so lucky. We had that interest in film when we were, you yeah. know, like we're talking 95 um, right through to 98 when we were yeah. in high school. Yeah. 94 through to 98, sorry. Yep. yep. And, you know, you look back and you go, holy shit, we just, well, the things we could have done with that technology back then. I hope kids today realise how lucky they are, and I hope they embrace the hell out of that. Yeah, man. And make films. Like Kevin Smith said before. Yeah. That's why if you know, he's more a podcaster than a filmmaker nowadays. Yeah. Because he said anyone can go and make a great film. Like, yep. You, know, you don't need all this, the, the big stuff like the Steinbeck and everything else that he had back in the... You don't have to shoot on film. Yeah. Every, you can just do it on this thing. It's all digital today. It's filmed on these little devices, and they're... Just as good as a big video camera. That's right. Well, it's amazing. Uh, uh, in some instances, the actual the actual picture quality yep. is way better than the professional cameras that I use at a television station. You know, it's amazing, isn't it? There you go. So if you're um, if you're a young person listening to this podcast, and face it, we're all young at heart. Um, Get out there and make something. Make a film. Shoot some stuff. Go make something. Stuff. We are in this amazing age right now, and you got look at YouTube opening yep. those YouTube spaces in yeah. LA, New York, Tokyo, London. Hopefully, they open one in Australia soon. And they're just saying, here's these sound stages, editing suites, yeah. and all that. I think the catch is you got to have already be a YouTuber, haven't you? And like you, have you, a you, channel you've or something. Got, you've got you've pretty much got to have so many subscribers, yeah. right? But I mean, shit, that's not hard to do. You look at some of the crap that people do today. They have you know over a million subscribers. Yeah. Um, but you know, these kids today can go out and have access to these amazing, amazing uh, spaces to film in, um, technology to use to film in it, and, yep. and you know the props, everything else. 
you. This is how you know content is going to be delivered from now on. It's everything yeah. is via these things: the net, our phones. We're so social today. You know, how often do you, you not have your phone in your hand checking something out? That's on right. It? That's you right. Know? It's amazing, isn't it? We we've come so far, and I think sometimes we take a couple of steps backward because we don't communicate as good as we do. How often do you use your phone and make a phone call? Yeah, very, very, very <laughs> non-often. My phone rang the other day, right? Because <laughs> I changed my ringtone. Yeah. My phone rang the other day and I went, what the fuck what is that? that sound? <laughs> Where's that coming from? The other day, I, I had my phone in my hand and I was editing, using yeah. the editing program, and I looked up and I saw my wallet my keys and I went, oh, fuck, where's my phone? <laughs> I've done and it's that. in my hand. I'm like, oh, shit. I've done that before. I've actually been texting you and gone, <laughs> where's my phone? I'll ring him. And then I've gone, you dickhead, I'm actually texting him right now. <laughs> That's because we're old, Ginge, we're old. No, we don't need film. But while we're talking film, yep. uh, Interstellar, the new Chris Nolan movie has come Chris, out. Chris Nolan, yep, yep. Um, I actually haven't seen it. No, I, I haven't. But I was uh, watching the behind the scenes and read about some of the behind the scenes of the actual making of and also the special effects of it. Yeah. And it was shot on film because Chris Nolan's a bit of a person that, that likes film. Yep. I'll, I won't say anything else about that. But what I do like is the fact that... You're saying he hasn't embraced modern technology. Well, really. well let, let's, let's just say that because you make millions of dollars making movies yeah why use the most expensive thing you can get your hands on yeah you know why be stuck with older technology when it's there the new stuff's right in front of you yeah why be so kind of like oh no i'm a proper filmmaker i don't use that stuff and and, and real films don't have post credits apparently he, that, he reckons he was taken out of context well, there so but uh going back to interstellar yep. they actually less than 10 percent of the movie was shot with some sort of green screen in the movie and we know that the movie's based in space what they actually used was old-fashioned models yep uh they also used you know once upon a time ago when you were doing something like a car driving towards the camera yep and they would have the rear projector screen yes putting the 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 scene in the background they did that they did a, a a a new version of that so the guys are inside the space shuttle and instead of a green window they actually had you could look through the window and see the project the projection of the the stars and also the black hole and yep. therefore the actors inside the scene could actually interact or at least see what was going on so that they could you know act within the confines of that scene rather yep. than overacting or underacting the scene oh cool and and you know what I, so even though we just took the know, piss out of him for not using digital stuff that's a good thing, though, that I, he I do, I, do, I do like that he's gone, you know what, CG, you know, has, has its benefits, but also let's not forget about the well, great stuff that people have done throughout the years J. J. with Abrams models. is doing the same thing right now with Star, Star Wars. Wars. He's yeah. using a lot of puppets and everything else. They're not digital which, aliens. Which a lot is of something it. I really want to see. Big you know? sets. He's built, back to building big sets. Yeah, man. Which is cool. I like that. Yeah, hell yeah. I, it, it just, I just think sometimes things... I don't know. You, you can see that it's an actual real thing. I think you know? use the technology for shooting the film. Yeah. We've got this great digital technology, for, and it looks crisp and clear and everything yeah. else, and it sounds amazing. Yep. But uh, don't forget, like, when it comes to the content of the film, yeah. you don't have to go over because you can tell when it's on a, blue, uh, on a green screen or everything, CGI yeah. and everything else. Yep. Yeah. Try and go more realistic there where you can, but don't forget to use these awesome things that we have today, these tools at our fingertips. In a, a review of Interstellar, the one thing they did say about it being shot on film yeah. is that it had film grain on the, 
Uh, oh, really? Know, he, he, he said, visually, the film grain sort of pulled me out of the movie. Yeah. It's sort of seeing film grain in these space sequences kind of removed him from oh, really? believing the movie. Oh. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. I mean, when you do shoot digitally, the, the effects houses and, and you know post-processing actually put a little bit of film grain into it so that it's got that sort of look of film. Yeah. But yeah, the real, real film grain looked fake <laughs> because we're so used to seeing yeah. fake film grain, you know? So... It was just We've interesting. Come a to hear. long way with films. There's still a long way to go. It was interesting. I'll tell you what, one day soon, mate, um, I think every man's dog will be a, a filmmaker, and that could be a cool thing. Yeah. That could be a cool well, thing. Well, my dad's a filmmaker, you know? He, he, he's got a video camera and he shoots stuff. So, yeah. I mean, you know, when he was a kid, he, he was never really interested in being a filmmaker, but he does stuff now. Your sisters? Yeah. A lot of our anyone friends do has it. The, everyone has the ability yep. to be a filmmaker. I still want to be a porn filmmaker, but apparently I can't find anyone to act in them for me. I'll film it. Hey, we've got, <laughs> yeah. that, we've got that side of it down pat. Now we see some actors yeah. and actresses. Mm. Anyway, Ginge, what else you got to tell me? Uh, j- just quickly, comic news. Yep. And DC have revealed what the Joker's going to look like from now on. Yeah, he's a bit more... Um, how would you describe it? <sighs> so he's taken the, the face off and there was a face underneath. And he's got a busted-ass hipster undercut haircut. Mm. I'm not... I'm not a fan, man. You're not I'm a not fan? a fan of this this look. I, I tell you what, it, they relaunched. Uh, well, when I say relaunched, they didn't relaunch. They uh, re rejigged Batgirl. Okay, gave her a fresh look, a bit of a hipster look. The yellow Doc Martens. You know, and at first, I looked and went, "That's pretty cool." But then I picked up the first issue, and I couldn't get into it. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like the writing style and I, the direction the book's gone in after yeah. reading that that first issue. I like the look of the character. I think it's a cool, funky look. But I prefer a bit more old-fashioned Babs Gordon. I don't want to see... It's all tech-speak and all this kind of stuff. Oh, is it? Yeah, I just... Uh. So, so it's, it's going to be a good seller with teenagers, maybe, but not, not for people I that have grown up. I actually posted to the page uh, a written review, like a written thing with an image of the book, and I said it's perfect um, for hipsters. Yep. And I've had a number of, of people contact me and go, you were dead right. Yeah. Um, they read the first uh, issue of the relaunch book and went, yeah, not for me. Just couldn't uh. get into it. So a bit sad that... But, um, yeah, I guess wait and see how the Joker turns out in the New 52. Yeah. Um, Marvel are hinting that uh, there may be a reboot for Marvel, just one of their teaser images they got leaked the other day, uh, the end of everything, essentially, and uh, so no one knows what's going on there. Keep an ear out. Let's I'm, see where that that goes. I'm, I'm waiting to see the big full-page press ad saying the end is the beginning is the end, or, or the beginning is the end is the beginning, <laughs> you know, with a bit of a... You reckon? Wait and see. A bit of smashing pumpkins music playing underneath it or something. That was good music back then. Yeah, man. That's about it from us here. That's our first podcast back. Sorry we've been on hiatus, but hey, we needed a break. Hey, you know, like like George Lucas went on hiatus from Star Wars for like 20 years. (laughs) Can you at least just give us a couple weeks? Are you saying we should go on hiatus again? I want to go back to New Zealand. Want to come with me? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, man, we'll go film something. Sounds like a plan. I'll tell you what, folks, we will be back in the next week or two with another podcast, and uh, we'll be back talking about all things comics and movies and, and games and all that. We'll have to get a special guest in with us in a week or two. Ginge, you, sir, are the fantastic co-host. Thank you very much. Wake up some pots and pans. It's I'd, been a pleasure, sir. It's always a pleasure podcasting with you, sir. I've been your host, Todd Bailey. You've been listening to Geek Speak Live, Australia's number one pop culture podcast and web series. Stay geeky, Australia.